Welcome back to Album Archaeology. Throughout the last 14 episodes of this show, we tracked Eden's rise in the music industry as he evolved from his EDM roots, slowly taking on the sounds that made up his debut album. We've tracked the rise and fall and rise again of Eden throughout the analysis of every individual song, and have left no stone unturned. Almost. That is why, on today's finale, we will be turning over the last of these stones in order to discuss the broader significance, themes, and messages of this wonderful album. So, one final time, let's dig in. How do you capture an expansive, multifaceted body of work in just one picture? When it comes to books or movies, the answer usually comes down to putting as many characters into a poster as you can, or a picture that features nothing but a major piece of symbolism. While album art can sometimes fall into these categories, more often than not, they act as extensions to the world, setting the tone long before you have heard a single word that the artist has to say. In a minor version of the conversation's effect, a good album cover can make a highlight reel of the music start playing in your head. When faced with the question of how to capture a body of work in just one picture, Eden answered in the same way he has when asked nearly any question regarding Vertigo. He went off of feeling. In his Reddit Ask Me Anything thread that accompanied Vertigo's release, he was asked by a user, quote, Where was the Vertigo cover art taken, and when? Did you know it was going to be your album art when you took it? End quote. To which Eden responded, Quote, it was taken in New York. I was on my way to a camera shop to develop some film, so I was literally taking the last few photos as I went there to use it up. Then, when I got the photos back, it just felt like that photo had to be the album art. End quote. In every instance of Eden going off of his gut feeling, the results have been incredible. And they display life synthesis with the art. As he lived by the message of the album, he isn't getting caught up in his head. Rather, he is letting what will be, be. The outcome of this gut feeling is especially spectacular, as the album cover is the perfect summation of the album. Perhaps one of the album's most important motifs is the fluctuation in altitude that Eden undergoes in songs like Icarus and Falling in Reverse. When looking at the album cover, it feels like we are looking through his eyes in these moments, when he is looking up at the sky. The fact that this image is still, however, does not let us know whether this is a moment of ascent or descent, and by existing in the middle, it can be seen both ways. The sliver of the moon further hints at this dual reading of the cover, as it could be a remnant of the dark night sky that has now been replaced by a comforting blue, or it could foreshadow the forthcoming night's arrival. Though the latter interpretation is more negative, associating the night's darkness with the dark emotions contained within all of us can be reassuring, as the night will come, but further, it will always pass on into a new day, a chance to start again. While the cover could be seen through the eyes of Eden from 2015 or 2017, the sky could also be seen by a 16-year-old self in 2011. This reading is emphasized by the nostalgic graininess of the early morning sky, seen after another night of living under Orion. Thus, this one single image captures the full range of the album, touching on each major moment, each rise and fall. 
This change in altitude can also be felt when looking at how the title of the album is written vertically across the cover, frozen in a moment where you can't tell whether it is falling or flying. Beyond how this word is presented to us, the meaning of the word vertigo itself is caught between a state of ascent and descent. As we have noted throughout this analysis, this title was first alluded to during Wrong, when Eden sang, And if I can only dream of up from down there, God help me, I'll be gone. When discussing this line in the episode on Wrong, I said it was a clever allusion to the album's title, as not being able to tell up from down is akin to saying that you are disoriented. You are experiencing vertigo. This line made clear that the sensation of vertigo was one that Eden wished to escape, and to do so, he needed to make sense of his world. By wonder, Eden had traversed the highs and lows of a career pursuing his dreams, and had now figured out up from down in terms of his love life, resolving to let go of the girl from Act 1. In doing so, he escaped the sense of vertigo, coming to terms with both of these major aspects of his life, but this is only half of the story. The sensation of vertigo can also occur due to changes in altitude. It can be caused by rapid ascents. With this in mind, the title Vertigo could further allude to the fluctuation between high and low states that Eden undergoes throughout this album. Beyond the title's direct significance to the album's material is its significance to Eden himself, which fortunately, he shared in his interview with Atwood Magazine. There, he said, quote, Vertigo is an idea that I've had since 2014-2015. Ever since then, I knew my debut album would be called Vertigo. It just felt right. I was kind of scared of the idea. At the time I was meeting with labels, and I would tell them I didn't want to think about my first album. In reality, I knew what it was going to be called, and I was thinking about it, but I was too scared to touch it. I didn't want to start making this music in a place where I couldn't make it to the standard that I wanted to make it, whether that's production-wise, writing-wise, mixing or mastering, whatever. I wanted to be confident that it was going to be realized to the fullest extent it should be." End quote. Try to kill it, but it won't stop me. Going beyond the music itself, I'd like to now take a look at the four music videos that were released in the months leading up to Vertigo. The first of these videos was Start End, released on September 27, 2017. This video is the outlier of the four, as it does not have the same connective tissue that the other three videos for Vertigo do, but nonetheless, it serves as a tone setter for the album. The video introduces us to the personal feel of the album through the compilation of footage filmed by Eden during tour, which is edited together in such a way that it feels like a home video. Throughout the video, there are cuts between cityscapes and shots of rolling hills, which are reminiscent of the shift between Forever Over and Float. These visuals synthesize with the music, which in its own right is an introduction to the sound of Vertigo. Following the release of this video came another in November, accompanying the single release of Gold, beginning the true trilogy of Vertigo videos. Don't know how well this is gonna be, but the basic idea is. While we did discuss this video briefly in our episode on the song Gold, I believe that a summary might still be helpful. Directed by Zhang and King, as all three of the Vertigo trilogy videos are, the piece features a family of three, presumably a mother, son, and daughter, trying to move on in the absence of a loved one. The three are seen packing up the things of this person before scattering their possessions outside of their home on the countryside, symbolically letting go of whatever may tie them down to their past. 
In the video's final shot, we see the mother standing outside, with the possessions having now disappeared, showing that they were successful in their desire to move on, just as we found Eden was back on that song. In the final shot of the video, we watch as a shooting star descends behind her, out of the camera's focus, acting as a glimmer of hope that the family will be able to continue moving forwards from here. Three weeks after the release of the Gold video came the release of Vertigo's second and final single, Crash. It's been a few years since you've been gone. Again, I'll keep the explanation brief because we have covered this video too. The music video for Crash begins as we enter a room where an older man sits in a red recliner chair, staring at the ceiling. The man blinks as if snapping back into reality, and we look on the world from what appears to be his point of view. He looks down, and on the table beside him, we see a picture of the family of three from the gold video. The camera begins to pan over to the window, and as the view of the outside comes into focus, the Crash voice enters the song. Outside, there is further connective tissue, as we see the same shooting star pass down behind the buildings outside, giving us hope that the man will be able to experience what life has to offer past his red recliner. As we look down from the window, this seems to be the case, as the man is now walking around outside, taking in the view that surrounds him. However, our hopes are cut short as the red recliner, now outside, comes into focus as Eden sings, I think you fucked me up. As the man approaches the chair, the video cuts back to him sitting in his room, staring at the ceiling in the same way he was in the video's beginning. The ending to the video has ambiguous but negative implications, as it would seem that the man is going to waste away in his chair, never taking in the outside world as we hoped he might. Perhaps it is this man who the family of gold is trying to move on from, but the way in which they are trying to move on is left to the imagination. The final piece to the Vertigo music video series was put in place on the day of Vertigo's release, January 18, 2018, with the video for Float. The video sees a couple driving down a highway as the same shooting star from the other videos passes behind them in the distance. Unlike those other videos, though, Float shows the couple actually encountering where the shooting star, or rather meteor, landed. As they stare down to the meteor, the video cuts to a scene where the main character's partner has their bag packed, prepared to leave her. The main character then reaches out to touch the meteor, and the footage of her touching it is intercut with shots that portray an intimate moment that her and her partner once shared. This meteor is thus connected with the desire to have this partner return to her. This brings into doubt whether her partner was actually in the car in the beginning of the video, or if it was merely in her head. The latter seems to be the case, as the end of the video sees her partner walking alone down the highway, as a shooting star crashes down in the distance. Given the fact that the two were, in all likelihood, not together in the beginning, the meteor in the distance can be interpreted to be the same one that landed in front of the girl's car. As this person is walking down the highway, they then turn around in shock, as the meteor that passed behind the girl's car in the beginning has presumably just landed behind them. The main character's desire to reconnect with her partner bears a very clear resemblance to what Eden's lyrics detailed on Float. The symbolism of the meteor emphasizes the fact that the desire to have this person back is idealistic, something that cannot be obtained in reality. Through all three of these videos, the themes of Vertigo come seeping through, whether it is interacting with the dynamics of love in a romantic or familial sense, or the way in which love can intersect with one's dreams, these videos are perfect visual companion pieces to the album. 
If you've only listened to me describe them to you, please go watch them. This is not a visual medium. Because they mirror, and in some cases elaborate upon, the already present themes. Perhaps the most important of these themes through the music of Vertigo is the love of self and the way in which this can be challenged by competing internal struggles embodied by the monster. Instead of letting this monster overtake you, Eden taught the importance of introspection, of taking a step back to just breathe. In doing so, one can avoid getting caught up in their head and can live in harmony with the monsters plaguing their thoughts, allowing it to drive them upwards rather than bring them down. As Eden himself said to the magazine Louder Than War, quote, If there is a moral to the story, it's probably that it's okay. No matter what is or isn't going on, it's okay. Nothing is insurmountable, and there is nothing you can't move on from. Most things are never really as good or bad as they seem, end quote. While the words I have shared from both myself and Eden throughout the last 14 episodes have been able to paint a mostly objective view of the music, I do not feel that I could ever dig into the true beauty that rests in this album. Like I said way back in the episode on Wrong, I would encourage you to consider and share what this album means to you, as there are still many ways of interpreting it that can build upon and even shake the foundations of what I've put forward throughout these last 15 episodes. While I hope that this objective understanding has brought someone new into the world of Vertigo, or revealed something you hadn't thought of before, this interpretation is far from absolute. While I can personally understand how a song like Forever Over fits into the narrative of the album, I am still able to be transported to summer's past, where I have let go of relationships with friends and loved ones. While acknowledging the sadness of a song like Crash, I still smile when I listen, remembering the time my friends and I were singing along to it on a drive. What I have given through this podcast is a frame through which this piece can be viewed, but now it's about time that I leave it in your hands to create your own. Conclusion Thank you so much for listening to this series of album archaeology. I am truly so grateful if you have stuck with me until this point. If you are hearing these words, thank you. You are really amazing. Further, I'd like to thank the podcasts Dissect and Watching the Throne for inspiring me to make one of my own. On the incredibly minuscule chance you're listening to this, your work gave me the confidence and drive to create this thing for the last two years. I'd also like to say a huge thank you to Scorch Creative for creating the art for this podcast. Another thank you goes to Henry for helping me with the production side of this show. And of course, thank you Drew Kostinak for the music. Lastly, I'd like to thank Emma, whose help in editing and constant support helped me to push this project across the finish line. I truly couldn't have done it without you. As I have no doubt made clear many times throughout this season, I like collecting vinyl, and Vertigo is one of my prized possessions. I've got a clear pressing with three sides, each of which contain one act of the album. 
On the second side of the second disc, there is a message engraved in the vinyl, one that I read each time before I slide the record back into its packaging and place it on my shelf. This being the final episode of Analysis on Vertigo, it only feels right to end with a reading of this message. It says, I don't know what you're going through right now. I can't say I understand, because I don't, and I will never. If it's amazing, I hope you remember to ground yourself. If you're caught up, I hope you remember to let go. If it's overwhelming, I hope you remember that you're human, and that's beautiful. If it's heartbreak, I hope you remember you're never alone. If it's nothing, I hope you're brave enough to see past it and strong enough to get there. And it's easy for me to say back here, but everything is okay. Even when your house is falling down and your world is on fire. Savor every second of everything. No matter what we have or haven't done, our best days can never be behind us. I hope you remember that. Jonathan, if you're reading this, I wish you all the luck in the world. You need it more than I do.